Chart Chat is a member of the Tej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Tej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everyone. It's Monday, October 9th, and I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. Welcome to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Tanner, yes. how are you today? Um, I can't think of any other way to answer that question besides I'm okay, so I'm going to go with I'm okay. How are I you? I am struggling for <laughs> real this week, uh-huh. and that will become way more mm-hmm. apparent after I read to you the new UK entries mm-hmm. for the week. Let's hear them. At number 100, we have Run for Cover by The Killers. At number 88, we have <clears throat> excuse me, Phases by Alma and French Montana. Interesting collaboration. Uh, at 86, we have DJ Snake featuring Love at A Different Way. At 84, we have Post Malone at I Fall Apart. Um, number 81, Macklemore featuring Kesha, Good Old Days. Number 68, Kygo featuring Justin Gesso, Stargazing. Number 58, by Anne-Marie, we have her song Heavy. And the highest entry of the week, and also the spiciest meme on the internet right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Big Shacks, Man's Not Hot, at number 30. It's true. But on the U.S. side of things, there's no such thing. But we do have at number 98, we have ASAP Ferg with Plain Jane uh, debuting at number 97. There's Eric Church, Round Here Buzz. Uh, Brett Young at number 95 with Like I Loved You. At number 94, Chris Young. Got a little young train going <laughs> with Losing Sleep. Number 70 is the Macklemore and Kesha song that Caitlin mentioned. And then at number 65, once again, Post Malone, I Fall Apart, which we will be talking about a little bit later. But until then, Caitlin, what's grabbing your ears or not, as it were? right. So (coughs) my struggle is so real this week. I'm going to talk about what I know and a couple things of what I'm super confused about. So I'm going to talk about, in this order, Run for Cover, I Fall Apart, Good Old Days, and Man's Not Hot. And how much you love each of them. And how much I love each of them. Mm, mm -hmm. Sarcasm. Virtual sarcasm sometimes doesn't come across as well. That's fine. So let's kick things off with Run for Cover. This is the killer's newest offering uh, from their new album titled Wonderful Wonderful, which was released this year. Um, it's very mainstream compared to, I guess, maybe the alternative rock, post-punk kind of vibe that the Killers have, or at least that I grew up with in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead singer, Brandon Flowers, has a super distinctive tone and timbre to his voice. Like, you know, as soon as it comes on the radio, it's a Killers song. Mm-hmm. No matter what song it is, from what album it is, you know it's the Killers. Yep. Uh, something that stuck out to me was how kind of important that is nowadays especially looking at the new careers or solo careers of the now broken up one direction Hmm. and how i really can't tell them apart that well even though i do follow their music and i do listen to them pretty extensively um so just something to kind of think about i think there's a lot to be said uh for singers in today's music industry with cool and really easily recognizable tones and timbres brandon flowers um Something that I 
think I put my finger on of what doesn't float my boat about the song is that Brandon Flowers is doing this really percussive singing, um, which doesn't work for everyone. For singers like Lord, it works really, really well. Okay. Um, but not really for mm. Brandon Flowers here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really good lazy singer, in other words. I feel like in tunes like uh, Read My Mind from Sam's Town, their uh, 2006 album, is a really good indication of that. And he just kind of floats along on the lyrics, you know, the good old days of promise land. So you mean in terms of like slurring syllables together or like yes. lots of legato, that sort of thing? Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. That's a really good musical way to put it. I always just start singing things aggressively and hope people understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so moving on, um, the killer synthesizer parts throughout their career have been so near and dear to my heart here they're a little generic they're they get mm. a little glossed over um and i miss the pitch bending kind of synthesizer sounds oh sure like they're really i'm gonna bring up samstown again characteristic of samstown um and just kind of the way that brendan flowers let his himself drop off notes mm. right and okay. kind of just uh, kill it a little bit um and lyrically it sounds like an angry teenager kind of wrote the song, and I don't know if it's because I'm growing older, is mm. I'm becoming less tolerant of mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Brandon, you are 36 years old. Like, I can't. So here is a clip uh, from Run For Cover. Wonderful, wonderful. That's Run for Cover by The Killers, uh, debuting somewhat strikingly, I think, at 100 yep. in the UK charts. It's pretty low. Yeah. Um, but I think it is also important, something just to chip in real quick. Um, mm. When it debuted on the album's chart over in the UK, it did debut at number one, and it's also currently sitting, the album, that is, is currently sitting at number one in the US as well. So even if the single's not doing especially well, you know, it remains to be seen um, whether or not it'll climb the ranks of the charts. I think both of us are probably not expecting it to. Yeah. Um, but the album, at least for now, is doing is doing pretty decently, but that might just That's speak to the fact that there are a lot of people who really like the killers and are excited for new music. Yeah, so. I think absolutely. And it, that's kind of the generation... Um, Tanner and I earlier in the week talked about a podcast that Hit Parade just put out, a new episode about <sighs> the singles and kind of the rise of the single, I guess. And... Um, how the music industry manipulated listeners into buying whole albums just because a really good 
single was on the album and listeners could get to it no other way than buying the album. So shout outs to Chris Melanfi over at Slate. Hire us. Hire me. Please. Please. We beg you. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, we have Post Malone. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with... The good part. The good part okay. is that I am going to be Post Malone for Halloween. Yes. yes. Okay. That's the good part, everyone. The bad part is the song. So... I I I'm not gonna put it lightly. Post Malone needs to step up his game. He got really like thrust into this hip hop spotlight, and no one knows the direction he's taking. Um, Republic Records, who he signed with, um, uh, I don't know what they plan for him, but it just seems like maybe Halloween will find out. Maybe it'll be like a Frankenstein thing where like Post Malone will come out of Republic Records all shiny and new. We will see. So. The beginning of the song sounds like an Imagine Dragons cover to me with the group vocals. Um, you'll see what I mean in a second. You have this really quintessential basic guitar part that's featured in some of his songs like um, Go Flex. Mm. And it's very strange. I'm still trying to puzzle this mm -hmm. together in my mind, Tanner. That this song, which was initially included on his first album that was released, I believe, in December of 2016, um, called Stony, this song was released on that mm -hmm. album, and just now, it was never released as a single, and mm -hmm. just now, it's starting to just kind of skyrocket mm -hmm. in the charts. Especially post-Rockstar. Yes, post-Rockstar, mm -hmm. absolutely. And... Apparently, a couple of videos went viral of him kind of singing this ballad. Um, it's interesting. This got me thinking a little bit about cross, maybe, singing styles. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, he's primarily a rapper. This song is a ballad. He's singing. I don't think at any point he raps. Mm. Um, and maybe the unfamiliar singing style makes it a little more emotional than it is. Sure. Um Regardless, I guess good for Post Malone for trying to push his voice a little bit, maybe, out of yeah. what he's forced into. Uh, there's a couple of rumors flying around that Republic Records is considering making this track into a single, mm. even though it's already been released on an album. Mm -hmm. Who knows really what direction Post Malone's going to take mm. after that? Um, we'll see. So here is I Fall Apart, Post Malone. <gasps>
again, that is Post Malone's I Fall Apart. All right, we're moving right along. Let's take on Macklemore featuring Kesha next. All right, I have a lot to say here. Not really, but (laughs) it seems like a lot. We have Kesha, one of my, I think, musical heroes. Love her so much. Um, She takes on a really interesting role in this song that echoes, I guess, the route that she took with her new album, Rainbow, which is a little less rave, pop, dancey, and a little more folk, blues, and, as Kesha puts, stuff she listens to when she's not on stage. So we have a great little intro by Kesha, and then, like, you know that Macklemore's coming in before he even comes in. Even if I was to play you this song, Tanner, and you had never heard it before, you would hear the the kick drum come in on every beat. <sighs> boom, 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 boom. And you're like, oh my God, yep. Macklemore is around the corner. He's somewhere in yeah. this room. It's kind of uh, maybe not the best marker. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's okay. Whatever. It's really, I feel like it's kind of in vogue to hate Macklemore right now for some reason. I mean, it has been for a while, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has been, and it's still kind of going on, and um, I really had to stop and catch myself because it's so easy just to say, ugh, Macklemore, hate, you know? Right, yep. Um, so I'm really trying to figure out what bothers me about this specific song. Um, so I just kind of hit on one of the big things, the percussion. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss the um, Ryan Lewis days where he was collaborating with yeah. Ryan Lewis and putting out things like Can't Hold Us and Thrift Shop or whatever. And maybe that's unfair of me to compare because he's going through a new phase in his life. Sure. Whatever. Um, Macklemore, speaking of timbre, is another one of those singers mm. that's really distinctive. Uh, as a rapper, his voice is fairly high-pitched, I would say, um, as far as rapping goes. And something about that irks me okay. a little bit. Um, I really... I, I struggle to put this into words, but there's a big gap here between the kind of acoustic, close genuineness that Kesha offers... Mm. And then the verses that Macklemore is on that seem fake. <laughs> <laughs> the It's very strange, right? The juxtaposition here between like acoustic piano, these really dramatic strings that accompanies Kesha, and then the electric kind of drum machines and the... Mm-hmm. or whatever is in this song um whatever this song has glimmers i think of collaborations with ryan lewis but the kesha feature really interrupts all kind of motion this song has I think Mm. like you pick up a little bit of momentum through the verses and then you hit Kesha and she kind of like brings it back a little bit which is probably their intention right but it does something funky (laughs) to my ears and I'm not a fan here is 
Kesha and Macklemore. Good old days. I was thinking about the bands. I was thinking about the fans. We were underground, loading merch in that 12 passenger van in a small club in Minnesota. And the snow outside of first half. I just wanted my name in the star. Now look at where we at, still growing up. Still growing up. I would lay in my bed and dream about what I've become. Couldn't wait to get older. Couldn't wait to be some. Now that I'm here, wishing I was still young. All right, again, that was Macklemore featuring Kesha and Good Old Days. All right, last but not least, let's talk about memes as music and music as memes. If we must. No, it'll be good. <laughs> what, what you got? Okay. I got some weird stuff, man. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, we saw Bad Baby enter the charts, Cash Me Outside Girl. Mm -hmm. We were a little bit taken aback, if I recall correctly. That it was decent. That it was decent. <laughs> and here we kind of have the same thing. So Michael Dappa is a British Ghanaian comedian, uh, primarily. He famously, check out his YouTube channel, I did for like a half hour before <laughs> this, and I was super confused. He goes by the names Big Shack, Roadman Shack, and MC Quakes, and adopts a lot of different personalities and identities, I guess, and it's almost like a Borat situation. Um, a lot of like man on the street type yes, bits from absolutely. what I saw. Yeah. So, great. I... And still confused as to why this is our highest at chart entry in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of have to laugh. It's kind of, it's a comedy song, a spoof song. Um, he's freestyling, obviously. It's taking the internet by storm. The production quality of this song is strikingly good mm -hmm. compared to, I guess, the purposefully underproduced or kind of grainier sounds that grime is known for. Mm. And I'm wondering if BBC One has anything to do with this. Um, his tone's really serious. I think a lot of American listeners might mistake this as a, ser a very serious rap offering mm -hmm. when it is, in fact, not. Mm -hmm. Um interesting artistic decisions i mean i was not aware that this guy was a rapper and then also kind of has a mirroring career in comedy uh who knows if it's even a career or if it's just something he likes to do that he's getting known for now that he's in the spotlight um this is his only song on spotify also sure. so that should maybe say something yeah all right here is man's not hot Big Shack. Take man's tricks by force. Take it. Send man shot by force. Send it. Your girl knows I've got the sauce. Flexing. No ketchup. Night. Just sauce. Saucy. Raw sauce. Ah. Uh. Yo. Boom. Ah. The ting goes. Ah. Ba ba ka 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 ka. Skitty keep ba ba ba. And the 
done, no. I tell a man's not hot, man's not. I tell a man's not hot, never hot. The girl told me, take off your jacket. I said, babe, man's not hot, never hot. I tell a man's not hot. I tell a man's not hot, never hot. The girl told me, all right, Tanner, what are your thoughts on this song? Okay, so I have questions because I know very little grime. You are the grime expert. Says so on your business card. <laughs> how does this compare? Like, how, how do you fit this in with current and past grime? Like, like, what does this sound like to you as someone who knows more than I do what grime traditionally sounds like? Sure. My quick answer is that it fits in really well. Okay. It's highly theatrical. And if you look at the whole like 20 or 30 minute clip um, that's on the BBC program, Fire in... Fire in the Booth. Fire in the Booth. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see that it's highly scripted. It's very... Mm. Um, it's serious in a way that mm. I think grime is. And obviously there's wordplay and all kinds of rap. And we have this here to kind of the extreme degree right he's kind of like talking about math and making fun of (laughs) math and there are a lot of songs that do that seriously Mm. especially in the u.s charts and i had one right in my mind and it slipped away that's okay i'll I'll post it later (laughs) but i think it fits in really well and i think if anything it could be a really cool direction for music and theater Hmm. to combine. Mm -hmm. A lot of grime artists have really interesting and really, I don't want to say complex, but yeah, I guess because you have to think about it a lot. Complex lyrics. Mm -hmm. I think of Lil Wayne's um, Six Foot. Mm, Sure. um, And it's clever and it makes people smile. Mm Mm-hmm. The tone of this, like I said before, wouldn't necessarily make people smile. I'm going to play a little bit more of the beginning and kind of give you a sense of that, maybe. Yeah. Yo. Big Shaq, the one and only. Man's not hot. Never hot. Skrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
And with each successive one, I was like, oh, this sounds like a crossover, like an intentionally crossover country song. And then I would listen to the next one and I'd be like, oh, no, this is the crossover one. And then I got to the third one and I was like, oh, no, just kidding. This is the crossover one. So keeping that in mind, starting with the first one um, that I listened to, Round Here Buzz, Eric Church, I'll play a little bit of that to kind of get that in our heads. Yeah, I'm sure there's higher heights where the high risers rise. But me, I'm going to sit right here tonight. You catch me around here, buzz, because you ain't around here none. Keep putting them down here, another round. Okay, so once again, that was Eric Church, Round Here Buzz. Um, Eric Church is a country superstar. He's very well established. Scads of hits on the Hot Country Songs chart, the Top Country Albums chart, plenty in the Hot 100 proper as well. Um, this is actually a song that's a couple of years old. It's uh, taken from his 2015 album, uh, Mr. Misunderstood. Um, and I guess some of the things that made me think that it felt like a crossover one, you know, it opens with very gentle keys. There's a lot of sort of reverb. There's not a lot of harsh attack. The tempo's a little slower, um, you know, and even even at its twangiest, the chorus church's vocals don't get like outrageously twangy yeah. quote unquote outrageously twangy i suppose yeah. um side note the guitar solo is kind of weirdly sloppy which sort of graded on me a little bit but um no it's like it's totally a decent song and it kind of raises sort of the issue i have where because i don't know all that much about country which again i need to fix i don't have a great sense of how much of an outlier this is or is not Right. Um, which is something I'll touch on a little bit with the next one. But first, do you have any other thoughts on, on Round Here, Buzz? I don't. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> with that, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, this is Like I Loved You, Brett Young. We'll play a little bit here. Talking, you would think 
All right, so once again, that was Like I Loved You, Brett Young. Uh, as opposed to Eric Church, Brett Young is a new, a relatively newish country artist. Um, last year was his, his first EP, uh, self-titled. This is the third single from that EP. Um, what he is best known for uh, earlier in the year, he had a platinum-selling top 20 hit uh, called In Case You Didn't Know, which I'm actually rather fond of. Mm. You know, I went back and listened to it again, and I was like, wait, mm. no, this is still pretty good. Um which makes me kind of bummed because I feel less like that with this one. Um, on In Case You Didn't Know, I wasn't so much bothered by his sort of awkward accent, but on this one, I was listening and I was like, this accent sounds very awkward and uncomfortable. Looked up his background, lo and behold, he's from California. And th like that that's not the, the part that bothers me is not, oh, he isn't actually from the South and he doesn't have that voice. It's more like, it sounds like he's trying to work at that sort of an accent where that sort of accent needs to sound more natural in order for it to fit yeah. with, I think, what a lot of people think of when they think of country. Um, another sort of tangential detail I was telling you earlier, that opening guitar line, mm -hmm. that interval, in my mind at least, is super, super close to the uh, pre-chorus of Harry Styles' Sign of the Times. Mm -hmm. It's a similar sort of melodic jump, which we'll uh, put a clip in here of. We never learned we've been here before. Why are we always stuck and running from? So yeah, again, kind of a small detail there, but something that sort of came to my mind as a weird sort of detail. Um, also something that was kind of driving my, oh, this feels like a crossover song. Um, sentiment um do want to also kind of again very gentle kind of mm -hmm. want to point that out similar to the eric church song um i do want to give a shout out while we're giving shout outs to pop podcasts that are better established than us the new york times podcast has a recent episode that's on the rise of the uh, quote-unquote country gentleman um mm. that talks about a lot of these sort of new artists and this sort of shift in uh, sort of stance away from the quote-unquote like country bro image like Florida Georgia Line or something like that towards this more sort of sensitive side of things. Super fascinating. May I interject? Yes, please. Okay. With your vocal expertise, I'm guessing. Not Oh, not even that. Okay. I think my Caitlin's Collaborations is coming back f in full force right okay, now. Okay, good. So with the rise of the country gentleman, I'm super interested in this and whether or not it's excluding collaborations with people like Nelly, right, who have hmm. um, collaborated with a lot of country artists and have put out just hybrid songs. Mm -hmm. And when I was listening to the intro of this song, I almost wanted a rapper hmm. to come in. Mm -hmm. And honestly... I don't know if it would fit. And based on your, I think, um, correct opinion of the vocal delivery, I think it sounds like he has something in his mouth when he's speaking. Hmm. And I don't know if that's a country style, a hmm. singing style. I'd be interested to find out. But the clarity, I think, of some rapper's delivery because of how quick they need to deliver their words, sure. I think would not fit well with something like this country song yeah whereas i think the bro image and the kind of maybe easier to listen to twanginess of florida georgia line might hmm. complement someone like nelly interesting. a little more interesting something to think about yeah just a little bit of a tangent but no yeah. and i mean it, it sort of 
not directly echoes, but what you were talking about earlier with Brandon Flowers, you preferring him more in the slurring sort sort of mode as opposed to the percussive attack. Yes. Sort of an interesting counterpart to that. Yeah. yeah. And so with that, we'll move to the third entry in our country block here. Uh, Chris Young with his single Losing Sleep, which sounds like this. Light a candle Turn all the lights down low Baby, let's just lose control Lose control I can handle Every single curve you know That I love you, let me show Once again, that was Losing Sleep by Chris Young. Uh, like Eric Church, Chris Young is another country star. He's got five country number ones. Um, this is a lead single from the album of the same name. So the album's called Losing Sleep. It'll be released later this month. And as I mentioned sort of at the beginning of this country block, this was the song that I listened to. It was like, oh, this is even more sort of a crossover vibe than the past two songs. Um, you know, as you can hear in that excerpt we played, the verses, lots of open space. You've got the really close kicks and claps that, to me, almost rang a little chain smokersy, at least in terms of how much space there was. Mm. Um, and then the chorus kicks in and kind of feels like a completely different song. For some reason, I got weird, like, Daughtry vibes. Amazing. Weird, sort of like late yes. 2000s, just sort of like loud rock stuff, um, except I didn't quite care for it as much as I mildly liked Daughtry. Um, but you had another sort of association that I thought was super yes, interesting. Yes, I associate this heavily with the kind of pop that Justin Bieber makes, yeah. and especially the song Love Yourself. Yes. I'm going to play a little bit right now. Please do, yeah. Uh, to show you this guitar part that is, I think, strikingly similar to Losing Sleep. Here we go. All the times that you rain on my parade in all the clubs you get in using my name You think you broke my heart, oh girl, for goodness You think I'm crying on my own while I So just to give you a little taste of what I'm talking about there, mm -hmm. it's obviously rhythmically very similar yep. to Losing Sleep. Um, and Justin Bieber's song, I think, as we all know, does not ever max out to that loud rock sound, right? right? So... In a really strange way, I think that um, losing sleep incorporates what we're seeing now in very minimal pop that like Julia Michaels is using and mm -hmm. Justin Bieber is using. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a pretty masterful here. And I have to say, I think that might be the reason why out of the country block, this would be my favorite song. Sure, sure. Yeah, the first kind of playing to those pop trends you were talking about and then the chorus kind of coming back to a little more familiar like country pop absolutely yeah territory yeah. yeah no and i absolutely love that justin bieber connection yeah it's my my play of the week 
that's not a thing. But what is a thing is our pick of the week, which uh, was a bit of a, a a bit of a struggle. I'll be handing out stickers if you guys want to come by. Of Caitlin does not endorse this pick of the week. Correct. October 9th. Everyone take note. However, I will jump on Tanner's bandwagon here because the song I find is tolerable. Yay, tolerable. Yeah, so uh, Caitlin did not like a single one of the debuts from either the US or the UK charts this week, which meant that I had to pick the one song that I liked (laughs) from this week's chart debuts. Um, And that is Plain Jane by ASAP Ferb, which I will play a little bit for you before we talk about a little bit. So once again, that is Plain Jane by ASAP Ferb. Ferg, excuse me, not Ferb. Um, (laughs) The reason I brought the B up is because he is a member of the ASAP Mob. There's the B. Uh, A New York City hip-hop collective uh, best known for containing ASAP Rocky, but also ASAP Ferb. Ferg. I keep doing that. Ferb. I just see him as like a little Furby now, like with those annoying owl things. I mean, I'm just thinking of Phineas and Ferb now, but... That's neither here nor there, I suppose. Um, no, yeah. Need to end this. <laughs> yeah, we're getting off the rails real bad here. It's been one of those weeks, but no. So, uh, ASAP Ferg. Um, this is the single from his second mixtape, "Still Striving," which was released back in August. Um, this is his third entry on the Hot 100. Um, two of his other past singles have also peaked, kind of in the low to mid 90s as well. Um, it remains to be seen, of course, whether or not this one climbs any higher. Um, and I don't really have a ton to say here in terms of points of pride or criticism, I suppose. Um, it's it's just a solid hip-hop track. Uh, Kirk Knight on the production is, is, is brings some cool details to the table. There's the background kind of like screeches where it's like, is that a person? Is that some sort of a demon from a movie? I don't really Ooh, know. That's cool. I, I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was just kind of a detail thing. Also really like the... Um, the polyrhythms that come in at the end of each uh, each phrase. Sure. It's that sort of background, like hand percussion, the pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah. That is really cool. And I would also like to add to that that I really appreciate his flow. Yeah. Like, I feel as though it takes its time. Sure. And, wow, I'm talking a lot about, like, vocal delivery. No, that's your week, thing. No, that's you, yeah. Yeah, and I'm a fan of how that goes. So, cool, ASAP Mob. I'll I'll be tracking you. Yeah. Not in a crazy way, but on the charts. Oh. <laughs> Dang. I think that might be it. Do you have anything else to add on that? I so. hope you all have a great week, and let's all hope for better chart entries next week. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> so with that being said, thanks so much for listening to Chart Chat. This is your weekly glow up in the street. 
If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. Uh, quick side note on that, uh, Post Malone's song is not available on YouTube, so it's only in the Spotify playlist. It's also on SoundCloud, of course. Um, and if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, uh, please feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, which you should, uh, you can find us on Twitter at chartchatcast and on Instagram also at chartchatcast. Production for Chart Chat is done by Peter Kelly and our cover art by Billy Phillips, uh, both of whom work for Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Once again, I'm Tanner. And I'm Caitlin. Thanks for listening to Chart Chat. We'll catch you next week. Prezi plain Jane, Yamagini chain, rest in peace to my superior. Hermes linger, feed a village in Liberia. TMZ taking pictures, causing my hysteria. Mama see me on BT and start tearing up. I'ma start killing niggas, how you get that tribe? I attended Harlem picnics when you risk your life. Uncle used to skim work, selling nicks at night. I was only eight years old, watching Nick at night. Uncle Psycho was in that.